Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Greatest Movies Never Made. Back as always, Ryan Presky with Adam Sprig. Hello. We're back. Uh, today we're talking about some spooky things. Um, our first horror movie, I think. Seven, maybe? I Well, I don't know. if it is Seven a horror movie? More of like a thriller, I think. Yeah. Friday the 13th, we're going to be talking about the whole series a little bit. Mostly the first film and Freddy vs. Jason, so the first and the last. Before we start, you watch any Disney Plus? No, I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm, I, I think I might have to get on that. The Mandalorian. I only saw the first episode, but it's pretty good. The, the Of what? The Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. Oh, I haven't, well, I haven't even heard of that. That's like the whole, that's like the big thing. Oh, really? What do you want it for? I don't know, just for the Marvel shows, really. They're not out yet. This one came out right away. Yeah, yeah that's what, that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm interested in. That's what I was thinking. I'm gonna subscribe in like a month or two once all the kinks are figured out, because now it's still crashing, I hear. And once the first Marvel show is out, because then you have the first Marvel show, Star Wars, High School Musical. Yeah, they're doing a new show for that. <laughs> I forgot about that. I think that's out right now too. I had no intention of seeing it, but then I, I actually watched the trailer and it was this weird meta idea of like they're in the school where High School Musical was filmed, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not supposed to be like the same characters? just no. like It's like kids in the school where this film was shot. Oh, that's shot. lame. No, no, but it they've never put on the play High School Musical at that school. So the kids at the school are putting on High School <laughs> Musical. You watch Daybreak though? No, I haven't seen it yet. You gotta watch it, man. It's good. Silicon Valley, new season? I didn't know there's a new season. Pretty good. Rick and Morty, new season? I haven't watched any of it yet. Me neither, but I want to. Um, Okay, so that's like the rundown of all the good new shows. All right, so let's talk about just like first thoughts on Friday the 13th. For me, it's something I've seen a lot of the films in the past. I revisited a, a few this time. But you've never seen any, right? No, never seen it. Actually, yeah, no, I haven't seen any of them before. Okay, so um, I'll start with my opinion. I, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I think the whole idea is so, it's really cool. The killer is cool. Just the concept of like a this guy, a mass murderer, a huge mass murderer that's unstoppable, just killing everyone. It's fun. You don't give a shit about any of the characters, but I don't care. I just want to have fun with Jason and see kills. So I enjoy it. I take it for what it is. I don't think they're great movies. So, I, I, okay, so the first Friday the 13th, it was clearly, like, just, it was, I was just bored, quite honestly. It was really boring. Um, it was pretty much right up until the end when Jason's mom shows up and you find out that she's actually Jason and all that shit, which I was very surprised about, to be honest with you. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> See, because I, I was trying to, like, jump around the spoiler, which is crazy for a movie from 1980 that I thought everyone knew in the first movie Jason wasn't the killer. But, like, talking about it with you, you you had no idea. So I didn't know that, yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, watch it and then tell me what your thoughts are. It was – so, yeah, it was super boring. Pretty much I, I almost just skipped right to the kills for the most part. Mm-hmm. After, like, the first hour, I realized that, like – maybe 45 minutes i realized the dialogue is shit i don't care about any of these characters i just want to see the interesting stuff basically um there were cool kills though yeah there's there's some pretty cool ones 
that's for sure. Like the axe at a head. That was yeah, awesome. I like that one. I I was so I was actually really surprised at first too. Like the girl that's like hitchhiking to camp. Mm-hmm. I thought she was gonna be like a main character or something like that. Like they set it up like that kind of, and then they just kill her first. So I was I was pretty surprised with that. But uh, yeah, overall, it was really boring. I just really just was there for the kills. Rewatching it, it does something that movies do that makes me so mad that I forgot it did. Where you don't see the killer till the last seven minutes of the movie. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like a reveal. It's like, I don't know who this person is. This isn't a reveal. Mm-hmm. Which pisses me off, but whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess considering that it's his, his mom, it makes a little more sense. But yeah, I do, I do get that. So you watched Friday the 13th, the first one. And then Freddy versus Jason. And yeah. then Freddy versus Jason. So the last one before the reboot. So tell me how you think it got from 1 to 12. Honestly, I I can't understand. I was very confused about how first of all how Jason even came back in the first place. Uh how like how he arose from the dead. I mean, I I know that he the lore in the sense that he's supposed to be just like an unkillable monster basically. But uh I don't really I didn't understand how Freddy brought him back first of all. But no, so from from 1 to 12. Have you seen any Nightmare on Elm Street films? I've seen one of the remade ones from like 5 or 6 years ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The only one, but yeah. The only remake. Oh yeah, so I've seen the remake. Um so you were like blind going into that one. Yeah, pretty much. Um We'll get more into that one in depth, but I just want to know, like... But, yeah, so I, I really don't know, to be honest. I have no clue how it went from the mom being the killer to suddenly Jason is now, like, an undead... The undead killer. I, I don't know how that could have happened at all, to be honest. Unless there's some sort of, like, ritual-type thing based on the the movie titles, like, Jason Goes to Hell and that sort of thing. This franchise is one of the most confusing franchises if you want to keep continuity and know what's actually going on with the character. Mm-hmm. I have the plot of each film, so I could take you through each film and get you the saga of Jason if you want to hear it. I am interested in the story. I was thinking I might need to watch a few more so I knew what was going on. That's why I thought you might watch part two immediately, because I thought you might be like, I didn't even see Jason. You know, yeah. like you see a little boy Jason. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I might I might need to watch a few of those, even though that is so boring. But that little boy Jason in the next movie is a full-grown man, and I think it's a year later at most. In this Friday the 13th 2? Part 2. Cause, so, okay. Friday the 13th in, from 1980. It's basically Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mom, stalks and murders camp counselors at Camp Crystal Lake. And then at the end, she's decapitated by the last survivor, Alice. She's, like, possessed by him or something like that, right? Also? I think she's just crazy. Yeah. The last one that survives, just really quick before we continue. You see her get pulled down out of the canoe, like, from the basically zombie jason Voorhees. Mm -hmm. is that real or was that in her head isn't the next scene her in a hospital bed yes so yeah that's also something they do in this franchise all the time they just repeat the story so the end sometimes will end with the person in a mental a mental institute like what but it all i don't know see they don't they don't stick with the rules yeah they just kind of do whatever they want eh well it's also the first one they didn't know it was going to be so big so they didn't know they were going to make a sequel. But the sequel, Jason is alive, and he goes and he kills Alice, and then he returns to Crystal Lake where a new group of teenagers arrive. Jason murders them. 
And then the last survivor, Jenny, finds his cabin in the woods with a shrine built around his mom's head. And um, Jenny puts on his mom's sweater and starts talking to Jason. Jason thinks it's his mom. And then she grabs a, a machete. She throws it through Jason's shoulder, leaving him for dead. And then she awakens in a hospital. Part three, Jason's still alive. He finds her, um, his way back home to Crystal Lake. Chris returns to her property. She's the new surviving girl of the franchise. And Jason kills anyone who wanders into the barn where he's hiding. He finds a hockey mask, goes back to Crystal Lake. So he doesn't even have the hockey mask originally. That's basically the big thing of part three. He gets his ho- hockey mask. Mm-hmm. But at the end, Chris, the events of the night drive her insane. Mental institution? Yeah. Part four, Jason is taken to a morgue. The axe is removed, and then it awakens him. This is the first time you're like, what? He uh, kills the coroner and the nurse, and he returns to Crystal Lake, where a group of friends are renting a house, and he starts killing them all. He seeks out Trish and Tommy Jarvis, the next-door neighbors, and Tommy Jarvis is played by Corey Feldman in this one. Jason is killed by Tommy, this time for good. So Corey Feldman kills him, and it's really weird. He's, like, all bald. He shaves his head. He goes crazy to mimic jason okay so now we're at part five i think so part five a new beginning yeah so tommy jarvis the first time we get a second character coming back in Mm. he's committed to where a mental institute killings start happening and everyone thinks it's jason but it's actually a copycat killer named roy burns so this is the only one without an actual jason except for the very end and Tommy kills Roy in the end. Part six, they go back to Jason. Jason lives. Tommy visits Jason's real grave of his real body. He digs him up and he sticks a stake in him. The stake hits electricity and Jason's reborn. So this is the first time we get zombie Jason. Now he's just an undead okay. guy. So, But I mean, he was already supposed to have drowned. <laughs> yeah. So So he was already a zombie, wasn't he? See, that's what they don't explain if he's a zombie in the beginning or if he's like been hiding out, survived. That's how I like to think it it went down. He has like a little shed he's been hiding out his whole life in. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't make make sense. sense. No. So that was part six. In part seven, he's resurrected again, this time by a girl with telekinetic powers. She ends up being the final girl and they fight in a battle where she's using Professor X powers on him. Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Um, Basically, it's Jason on a cruise ship. He could teleport now. Teleports from place to place. (laughs) And then part 9, Jason Goes to Hell, the final chapter, or the final Friday. There's one that's the final Friday, and then the next one is the final chapter, or something like that. I think we might have... I think we might have skipped one, actually, because Jason X is the 10th one, right? Yeah, I think I think maybe we're thinking of um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the final chapter. No, there's two though. I'm for sure. I'm I'm certain about that. With like with a similar name like that. Well, maybe. But this one, Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Jason is hunted down by the FBI. They kill him, and he manages to pass his black heart from one person to another. So again, it's not him killing; it's other people through his spirit. And in the end. 
Freddy Krueger's claw comes and pulls him down to hell. Oh, so Freddy's involved in not just Freddy versus Jason. In 1993, they were setting up. Hmm. We're going to talk about it a bit, but that's when they started to set up the idea. But nothing came of that just yet, because in 2002, we got Jason X, which is the future. Jason in space. At the end, he's so ejected dumb. from space. And I forget the guy's name, but he's so awesome. Um, Have you seen know. all of them? I've seen that Jason X. I saw the first four for sure. I've seen the telekin. I've seen a bunch of them, but not. I don't think all of them. I haven't seen the copycat ones. Oh yeah, but there's one scene where he's ejected from the spaceship into space, and one of the surviving guys grabs a hold of him, and they ride towards Earth's atmosphere, <laughs> and they create a shooting star. Sounds like some directive and writing genius. Freddy vs. Jason is the next installment, 2003, where Freddy Krueger and Jason meet. Um, we'll talk about it more when we get to it. And then in 2009, Friday the 13th, the reboot, it's basically just the same story as the first. Jason sees his mother beheaded, and then he starts killing people. Have you seen the reboot? Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, it's. I heard that it's trash. I like how they um, did Jason. Like, he's running. I don't really know what you mean. The same murderous guy, but he runs now. So he sprints at you. As opposed, well, I mean, I, he didn't run in the other ones. You didn't see them, I guess. Doesn't he kind of in Freddy in Freddy vs. I guess not in Freddy vs. Jason either. By the way, I was very surprised to see Kevin Bacon in, in uh, the first Friday the Thirteenth. I did not know he was in that. A lot of the movies from like the eighties and early nineties, they had like these huge stars in their first roles in horror movies. Like who else? Kevin Bacon, um, Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun. Oh, really? Um, Matthew McConaughey was in one of the Texas Chainsaw ones. I didn't know that. Johnny Depp, A Nightmare on Elm Street. They just all did these like horror movies when they were younger. Huh. Something I learned from these two, the two, only the two movies I've seen so far. But if you see anyone's boobs in this movie, these movies, they're gonna die for sure. Yeah, cause um, the main girl. They won't do that. She's not gonna show her tits. <laughs> it's crazy how much they show. It's like all tits and kills. I know. In Freddy vs. Jason, there were some pretty good kills, though. I was, I was pretty into that. Especially yeah. one of the first ones where the girl gets out of bed and goes to shower and the boyfriend's still in bed and he, he folds the bed in half mm-hmm. after stabbing a bunch of times. Speaking of the tits, though, like, I get it. That was the horror of the time. It was it was uh, taboo to see. It was like, oh, you go to theaters to see kills and tits. But Freddy vs. Jason, I felt bad for a lot of those actresses. Why? It was just so unnecessary, the tits, sometimes. Yeah, actually, well, okay, there were two, I think there were only two scenes with, with, with nudity. Um, the first one made no sense. She just, like, literally the just flashes pepper. her tits, and then... Why I like that one, though, is because it was bringing you back to the roots of Friday the 13th, where it's like, oh, these dumb kids at a summer camp that mm-hmm. just get naked and fuck. Like, she, she was just like, oh. Yeah. The one I didn't like was when... It was like a flashback scene, and, and um, Jason like opened his closet, and there was oh, bodies the dead floating. body. Yeah, there's just yeah. a dead, a naked dead body. <laughs> that was that it. same person. That was oh, the same what? girl. Yeah, and yeah, I, th- I thought that was hilarious. Actually, <laughs> it was it was definitely unneeded. Yeah, it, it was just to show like, oh yeah, we show tits. <laughs> Here's another tit. Okay, so let's talk about Friday the Thirteenth, like just the the normal film, quick. Directed by Sean S. Cunningham, starring Betsy Palmer. Adrian King and Kevin Bacon. 
plot is a group of teenage counselors are murdered one by one by an unknown killer. Well, all of them are attempting to reopen a summer camp. It had an estimated budget of 550000 and it had a worldwide box office of $60 million. A huge success. And it has a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. So what are some of your thoughts on the film? Um, my first note was that Kevin Bacon cannot dive. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, there, I thought that was hilarious also. The girl dives in, it's like a perfect dive. He dives in, it's a complete belly flop. He was he just couldn't dive. It was crazy. He's so athletic and he just can't dive. I wonder if they just did it once and they were just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I think so. It must have been such a rush shoot. Yeah. But I mean, come on, that dive, he just belly flopped. <laughs> yeah, just complete belly flop. And then I also wrote, is that a real snake in that one scene? I actually thought that same thing too. I looked it up and it, it was. Really? They actually killed the snake? Yeah, they, so if you don't know, they machete a snake in this movie and they show it. They actually did it though. Yeah, that was a real snake. Man, I I thought it might be in in like in the when I, while I was watching it, and I felt bad. I felt bad too. I was like, man, this is the eighties. <laughs> yeah, that's you just fun. kill animals and put it in a movie. Also, this movie does something where I think this might have been the first example. I don't know. It's something they don't do much anymore because it's so cheap. But it's like when someone's about to get killed, you just hear like, oh, it's you. Oh, I should have known it yeah, was you. Yeah, yeah, Like when the, the counselor or the, the owner of the property comes back. Is that what you're talking about? It, it seems like for all the kills, they just look at them like, oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to bug you. You know, <laughs> no one will say a name. No one will say anything. Well, none of the other ones knew who she was, but there was actually one time the, the, the main, like the, the owner, he's coming back from wherever he was in town and he sees her and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. It was, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's just so good. Oh, I didn't expect to see you. <laughs> Pamela Voorhees, she kind of looks like a Ken doll, eh? She, well, I, all I can say is she looked, she did look pretty insane. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. She looked like some camp counselors killed her kid. I was bored until she came in. Well, I mean, aside from the kills. It, it's She wasn't the most talented. Like, I don't know. Maybe she was really, like, it was a choice what she did. <laughs> It's not that she was so talented. It's just she looked super crazy. Yeah. There's a rack of guns at a children's summer camp. Yeah, that was also really weird. There was a lot of weird things that just, like, didn't make sense at all. Also, just, like, the girl that, that has to hitchhike to camp. What the fuck is that about? Hitchhiking, I could see being the 80s. But were guns at children's camps, like, an 80s thing? Maybe they took them hunting. Besides Alice... No one in this movie puts up a fight against a 50-something-year-old woman. Wait, which one's Alice? She's the, the last, last one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they all just, like... They just accept their fate. Well, they're all, most of them are surprised. Like, Kevin Bacon, he's just lying there, and she... Re- that actually was a pretty good one. She just reaches from underneath the bed. That one was the one that's like, okay, how are you going to fight back? But also, what, what kind of force did she have to give to <laughs> get it through from under the bed? But yeah, the really annoying guy, I you don't even see how he dies, but I assume, yeah, you're probably, he, he probably could have overpowered this old woman, like... Why couldn't have any of the women overpowered her? Alice could have. I don't remember who any of them, their names are. No, but it's just like, she's... How old do you think the mom was? Well, but no, but I just say that because we don't see what happened with him. Yeah. I know that with, with um, one of them, she was in the bathroom and wasn't expecting it. She turned around and that's when they got the axe to the face. Mm. 
I don't even remember how the other one died. One of them got like arrowed. Yeah, he got he got shot with arrows. That guy. But there was another girl, and I don't remember how she died. Okay, but also Alice, she conks Pam three, four times. Pam goes down, and then she just runs Walks away. Walks away. Just leaves her to get I was up. so rattled. The, la- the last time before she decapitates her, she smashes her on the head. But, like, it didn't even look like she was... It didn't look like she was dead in the slightest. It looked like maybe she was going to... Like, it clearly she was going to get up, but she walks away and just sits down by the, the beach. Like, she's... It's the end of it. Just takes I a was sigh pissed. of... Yeah, takes a sigh of relief. I'm good now. They're all yeah. dead. At that point, you, like... I was like, all right, just just die. No, you you get a knife and you like stab her, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you do. You you don't just leave her there. I don't want to be a killer, but like, if I can't escape and this person's already killed like ten people around me, yeah, you you defend yourself. You don't just smack them on the head and assume that everything's done. Oh, man, that pissed me off. Do you think <laughs> you'd go to jail if you killed someone when they were already incapacitated? Probably, yeah. So maybe she's just smart. <laughs> maybe she knows better. I mean, theoretically, but in that case, I don't know. So, I mean, any more thoughts on Friday the 13th, the first one? Uh, No, not much, other than that uh, the cops are fucked, apparently, in that town. See, I don't like it, because I could get it if it's like, oh, if it's like the real world, where these towns don't even have cops. It's like a divisional thing, where... Right? Isn't that how it works? Where, like, really small towns don't have cops. They just, like, have cops that patrol. I don't even know, to be honest. That's what I think. Well, I just know there's, the fr- there's one that shows up on his motorcycle and is, like, giving all shit. Like, what are you, are you smoking? Are you high right now? Like, stuff like that. And I don't know. I found it funny how they all, how they would call it grass in the movie, too. I don't even remember them smoking. I remember all the sex. There's a lot of sex. I was into that. But no, there was one time specifically when they were playing uh, strip poker or strip monopoly. And one of the girls goes, oh, I think so-and-so left her grass here. Let's go get Let's go get it. That sounds fun, too. I don't understand how it works. I guess if you get on a house, you don't give money. You just give clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm into that. I'm into that. <laughs> Pretty good idea. So let's start talking about Freddy vs. Jason. So... Now that you know how Jason got there. I still don't really. I still don't really get it. You know how he got his mask, at least. Found a mask in a barn. But, like, so what happened, again, exactly from the point where he was a drowned child to the murderer, though? That's what I'm. That's where I'm still lost. That's what they don't explain. They never explain what happened to him from that point on. Um, in one of the movies, we're going to talk about, like, a different freddy versus jason version uh versions of the film in one of them they do explain a little bit of that backstory but it's not canon so it was never made hmm. but freddy versus jason let's talk about the movie first it doesn't age well parts you know um kelly Rowland, some of her dialogue which one's that the main one no she is the black friend oh yeah Mostly when she's talking to uh, Freddy, she calls him a a hate speech word. You might have skipped through that. I don't think I did. What did she call him? I can't remember. <laughs> just why are you so scared? I'm not scared. You think I'm scared to say just, just say, say maggot? <laughs> but I mean, 
for this type of movie. I actually thought that was hilarious, by the way. The one, that's what, right when she dies, right? You thought that was funny? You thought that was funny? Not the, the way she t- is talking to him, but like she's just yelling at him, and then all of a sudden Jason is behind her and smashes her into a tree. The weird thing about Freddy is you want to love him, and people do love him as a character because he like cracks qu- whips. He's funny. Mm-hmm. He does these creative kills. But then when they try to get into his backstory about him being a pedophile and a molester, it's like, how, how am I supposed to like this guy? How can you like this guy? Yeah. But I do. I didn't, I didn't really get that from that beginning scene, by the way. I thought that he was still just a killer. I didn't realize he was a rapist. They really lay it in that he's a pedophile throughout the Well, yeah, they, it's just that he wants, he keeps saying he needs kids. He yeah. loves children stuff like that. So, yeah, I kind of got that vibe. But at the, at the beginning, I didn't realize that's what it was. Uh, that's what they were saying about him. I get it's his story, but like you could drop that. We want to see them fight. Which when they do fight, the three times they fight, fucking awesome. Pretty great. That makes me want to watch the movie. Everything else, I don't need to see. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about any of it. The whole story with like uh, Will. That's the only name I can remember even. And the the main girl. Don't care. Don't care, don't care about any of them. Yeah. Freddy vs. Jason's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. I also like uh, it was it was just fun seeing them kill people like at the at the that rave in the field or whatever. Like that was it that was, was mostly just good. Jason. Right? That was mostly Jason. Yeah, it was just Jason. But then that's where you first see Freddy's like uh, at least that's where I first saw Freddy's his uh, not not really his powers, not just his powers, but like his 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 place. That like you know that factory that's like all the, the boiler is all red. Yeah, the boiler. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie also does a weird thing where they they set up this idea that Jason is afraid of water, which ne- never really existed until now. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't go into it too hard, but when they do go into it, it's weird. Like when he's a little boy, shivering and crying underneath like that little the little shower. Or yeah, whatever. I was like, okay. I don't need to I see kinda, that. I, I, I kind of liked that scene, to be honest. I really only liked them fighting. Which, like, the, the production budget on this movie of these two characters fighting, it was huge. Like, this is probably one of the most expensive horror movies. Really? I don't know. I, I didn't look into it, but it looks super expensive. Don't Didn't you think or no? I mean, there were parts that looked pretty good, I guess, but, like... I don't know, for example, when they rip off Freddy's arm, I thought that looked pretty shit. And, uh, I mean, there were, I, I guess there were things that, it's it's just really hard to say when, when you're looking at it 17 years later. I thought it looked really good for 17 years. I feel like there's movies in that time that looked better, to be honest, that we've watched. The CG, like, worm was shit, but that was about it, I thought. When he's smoking weed with that guy. With, oh, yeah, uh, that was so bad with jay and not silent bob <laughs> that guy was just jay from jay and silent bob jason muse he was doing the same character oh that's actually that's him no it's not but he was doing uh, like he sounded like to, like him it's was, it was just like the stereotype stoner but yeah no that looked so bad that stupid that worm thing every movie when they do a stoner they're wearing a hoodie and a beanie and they usually have long like dirty looking hair but they always wear a beanie. And they're like, ha- even in the most inopportune times, they have to stop for a smoke. Yeah, they're like, the cops here and we're about to get killed. Come on, let's blaze up quick. Yeah, like that was so dumb. Man, let's take a quick smoke break, even though they're in the middle of this whole process of trying to stop Jason. I did like his death, though. I like how Freddy used him. 
Yeah, that was pretty good. He's like, he's just, get, a just get sliced in half. Yeah. He's like, I know this guy's going to die. I don't give a shit. Um, okay, so let's start talking about some of the alternate versions of Freddy vs. Jason. So this movie, like I said, from 1987, maybe even earlier, maybe since like both these two characters came out, they were so iconic, everyone wanted to see them go against each other. But they're owned by different studios. So different drafts came along, different writers came along to write scripts. There were times where they were going to do it, but both studios just couldn't come to agreement. One of the drafts was from writing duo Brandon Braga and Ronald D. Moore, and they wrote Mission Impossible 2. And this version isn't the best of the versions. It had Jason Voorhees in a courtroom on trial for his many murders. Um, sounds stupid so far, but, but wait. Jason was not the Jason we know. He wasn't the supernatural being that we know from the movies, but he was actually a regular serial killer in the real world. And the Friday the 13th films exist in that world. So they made the movies about him, the character. Correct. Correct. They made the movies about this real-life serial killer. Yeah, yeah. And they just... Embellished. Uh, yeah. So he's in the he's in trial for his murders, and he gets shot. And uh, once he's shot, he's taken into the hospital where he's put under. And this allows Freddy to come into his nightmares. So Freddy gets into his nightmares, and then he gets brought back into the real world. In the movie, the final battle would take place inside of a shopping mall. The mall it catches on fire. Freddy knocks out Jason with nitrous oxide and attempts to use his body as a vessel to re-enter the dream world. Jason wakes up halfway through the process of that, and this binds Freddy and Jason together as a two-headed monster. So I'm not sure if it would be Freddy's body or Jason's body, but both their heads are on it. While this is happening, the roof burns down and it collapses on them, and we assume they're both dead. This film was written during the height of the O.J. Simpson trial. So it was big news, trials, courtrooms. So a lot of the courtroom scenes played off that. Here's some actual dialogue of a scene. The judge said, Will the defendant please rise during the reading of the charges? And the lawyer, Ruby, stands and hesitates. She doesn't want to touch Jason. Uh, he's not moving a muscle. So she looks at him, then she looks back. Your Honor, my client prefers to remain seated. So how do you like that idea? I, I Honestly, I was pretty into it up until the point where they fused into a two-headed monster. That's the only point I like really <laughs> yeah that's the only visual i'd be like oh i'm into that i mean it's it seems like it would be like it's just a completely different movie like with the fact that jason isn't a supernatural killer kind of makes it a little different altogether but i i was lost at that two-headed monster shit i do like when they try to go meta with it like that where it's oh no these exist in the real world i think the version we got i prefer yeah i i I think it was. I think I actually liked the version we we got. I mean, it was clearly bad, but it was entertaining. You dug it, eh? I guess we didn't even ask that. So you, you were into it. Yeah, it was entertaining. Um, like I say, it's it was clearly not good, but I mean, hey, they they got some pretty cool kills in there. And uh, by the way, so how did they get this one to work? The Freddy, the one we got. What? Like with the studios? Yeah. Do you know anything about that? I can't remember for sure, but I, they just came to an agreement where they split the profits or something. Um, 
I don't believe they bought the rights. It was released by New Line. I don't think they bought the rights for Friday. So yeah, we both think the script we got was better than what this would have been. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to the next one. Nightmare 13, Freddy Meets Jason. This one was written by Louis Abernathy. Um, and then it was expanded upon by writer David J. Scholl, who wrote The Crow. And this one is also known as The Cult of Freddy. This one kind of picked up the most steam, even though it was in 87. It was a time when like there wasn't really a mashup of this kind. So I think both studios were more willing to... Where they're more open to the idea of it. Mm-hmm. This one is about a cult of violent, wayward teens who worship Freddy Krueger. They're young punks. They wear the same sweater as Freddy. Um, red glasses. They burn their own skin so they look like Freddy. And they take high doses of sleeping pills so they can try to meet with Freddy, communicate with him. That sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool. I'm into that. Uh, the cult works the entire movie to bring Freddy back into the real world, which they do successfully. And eventually, the people that are trying to stop Freddy, they only have one way to stop him, and that's to go back to Crystal Lake and Frankenstein Jason's body back together so he can fight against him. So far, it's kind of similar, except it's not Freddy doing the work. Yeah, but I like how Freddy brought him back. I don't. I still don't really get it, though. Well, it's because Freddy's powers only work when people know who he is. You know, like, he can't kill people unless they know of him so they can dream about him. Right, so how could they do that? How could he do it with Jason? Because he went back to Elm Street where he lived 25 years ago and more murders started happening. So he thought people would connect the dots that, oh, Freddy's back. But how how did he bring Jason back in the first place, though? Oh, I don't know. I don't get that. I, I don't know his abilities like that. Like some some movies are like, oh, he's a he's been to hell, so he's kind of a a demon maybe. No, I yeah, no, I liked how Jason brought back Freddy. I just didn't get how Freddy brought back Jason. How did Jason bring back Freddy? By doing what you're saying. Jason's the one that was doing the killings, and then that's that's what made everyone think about Freddy. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, I'm not sure if Jason was just like choosing to be dead, which sounds stupid. Like maybe. I, I, maybe he just had no motive anymore. He killed everyone at Crystal Lake. His mom wasn't wanting him to kill anyone. Still doesn't explain, though, how he would have known of, of Freddy. Maybe they're saying death is just a long sleep. And because it's a long sleep, Freddy could go into the dream as his mother. And that's enough to wake him up. Because that's what wakes him up, his mother telling mm-hmm. him. It's just not, It just doesn't make total sense. Yeah. So the cult of... Ch- of Freddy worshippers went by the name Fredheads. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> the cult was led by a character named Dominique, who was the main protagonist of the film. One scene had members of the cult asked to be interviewed on live TV. They refused, and instead they gave a blood-ridden note for the news reporter to read, which reinformed the public of Freddy, which then... Brings him back. Freddy, in the note, says stuff about how He's going to come back and find a virgin bride to have a child with. So more virgin stuff. And he says a young girl. Oh, yes. That's kind of implied, though, too. Because they're a virgin. Yeah. (laughs) So what about that one? 
That's pretty interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. I like that. It doesn't really go too much into Jason's role. It's more about Freddy. It, it was a installment in the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Well, I think the one that we got also was more about Freddy anyways. I mean, Jason, you didn't really get much about him. Yeah, I think you saw more of Jason, though. Jason got way more of the kill. Right, but you don't actually learn anything about him. Whereas Freddy, you you, hear, you know what his past is, and you know how, how he's influenced this town already and all that. Well, Freddy's just a, uh, he's a better character to have a story around because he talks. Yeah. Like, Jason n- never talks, so. Yeah. He's just all a lumbering force. I like Freddy's powers, though. That's actually, it's actually, because I, like I said, other than that remake, I'd never really watched any. It was a while ago that I saw it, but it's pretty cool. Just, like, just knowing of the name allows him to enter your dreams and all that stuff. It's pretty cool. I love how he could kill in dreams. It's just, it gets kooky because they've done so many. Yeah. Like, for the most part, I liked all of his dream stuff, except for I didn't like the pinball stuff. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny, too, I thought. See, that's the thing. If you haven't seen all of them, you might be like, oh, that that's funny. Every now and then do a funny one like that. But I remember I watched one movie where it was just all gags. Like, each one was gag oh, death. Yeah, gag death. I'm like, oh, come on. To be honest, though, I, like, I found bo- both movies that we watched to be pretty funny at times. Not even though I don't think they were trying to be. Um, at the, Especially at the times that I was laughing. I just, like, just, it's just comedic how, how dumb it is sometimes. And I like that. First one could be funny just how, like, bad parts were. That's, that's why I was laughing. Yeah, like how terrible some of the acting is. Some of the, like, freeze frame zooms. Like, which I can't think of what you're talking about. The first death of that girl where the credits oh, yeah. roll. Her, yeah, yeah. It just zooms <laughs> in on her screaming face. And... Yeah, while her neck is already slit. Okay, so I think we both agree. We're into this one. Yeah, it's good. I'll, I'll give that one a thumbs up. I'd maybe rather see this one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like we've already mentioned, the best parts of this movie were the fights. So as long as the fights were good in that one, I'm sure I'd be into it because that story sounds pretty interesting. So let's go to the next one. In 1987, they kept moving. Louis Arbernathy's idea of a nightmare film. Again, this would have been a film for the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise where Freddy Krueger, we find out, was actually a camp counselor at Crystal Lake and he drowned Jason as a young boy. He also molested him. And this leads Jason on a mission to seek revenge. So it just changes up his whole origin story. Not bad. It's a good way to connect them. It also explains how he could come back. Like a revenge mission from Mm -hmm. a devil. for sure. So the two would end up fighting in a boxing ring that was in Catholic hell. This boxing ring would be surrounded by intestines human body parts the tops of the what are they called the corners whatever would have heads piked on them oh yeah which i like the visual (laughs) the boxing ring it's hilarious all the spectators are demons monsters and zombies freddy is in boxing shorts he has shoes and gloves Okay, see, that's what I was waiting for. If they, I was thinking, okay, they're in a boxing ring, whatever. But if they have gloves on, it just becomes ridiculous. Well, Jason's also wearing gloves. Yeah, this is stupid. Finds out he's wearing gloves by... He just puts his hands up, and then he, he sees that there's gloves on. So it's kind of like a dream sequence that's actually happening. The ring announcer is Ted Bundy, and he eventually gets shot by Lee Harvey Oswald throughout the match. One scene had Freddy Krueger snorting up a girl through his nose like cocaine there she encounters a sentient booger named booger man hi there 
I'm the booger man. Hee <laughs> hee, get it? Ah, uh, don't go. We can play. Star Wars. You can be Princess Leia, and I'll be Jabba the Hutt. I hate it. I would never watch this movie ever. Just from hearing that. It's important to remember that this was a Nightmare on Elm Street film. So that's what I was saying when sometimes they get goofy with his dream sequences. Killing someone as a booger, snorting them in your nose. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. it. I don't think it's good. I think the boxing match, which probably would have been one scene, could have been fun. Could have been real I hated fun. that too. So I guess you give this a big thumbs. Big fat thumbs down. I'm iffy. What? You're, 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 you're not sure? I'm iffy. I'd like to see it. I don't know. Real quick. Um, in the Freddy vs. Jason we got, they talk a lot about, like, there's like a whole, there's like flashbacks and stuff like that. Did any of that actually happen? Like, was there a movie with those scenes in them? Which flashback? For example, the, the main guy sees the main girl's dad. No, no, no. Murdering the mom, like stuff like that. No, none of those characters have been in any other movies. The flashbacks of Jason never happens. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to the next one. Peter Briggs is Freddy and Jason, Gone from Time. This was a super ambitious script where it would have been, I think, more expensive than the version we got. It would have started in a necromancer's lair in the Middle Ages and traveled through time, eventually leading into hell. Uh, it would have revealed that both characters have been vessels of the devil throughout their whole existence. That's why they don't get killed. That's why they come back. The devil's name was Thanos, and uh, every death was just a sacrifice to Satan. In it, we learn that Jason Voorhees actually lived on Elm Street as a child. Uh, his parents were in the mob, and they were responsible for killing Freddy. This results in Freddy being brought back from the dead by Satan, seeking revenge and killing Jason after they've moved to Crystal Lake. Comes back from the dead and kills them. Uh, he then decides to bring Jason back to life so that they can fight together to team up and kill Satan. Uh, yeah, I'm, you lost me now. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm out already. Do you get what I'm saying, though? Yeah, you know, I, I get it. I'm out, though. Okay, well, listen to this. <laughs> they eventually do kill Satan. They work together. They kill Satan. And then they're like, oh, let's go back to the real world so we can just fuck around still. But no, 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 because there's an FBI agent that's been surveilling them watching this whole thing in hell well i don't know if you no no they were on earth and stuff back on earth back in hell right, okay and he decides you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go back in time so he goes back in time and he starts to mess with both in freddie and jason's timeline uh, he does this by forging a judge's signature while freddie is still in jail so he can't get released and the mob can never kill him Therefore, he and Jason were never killed. Erases the whole the whole thing. Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. I hate it. <laughs> so what? Then he just lives lives a normal life from that point, like 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 as if nothing else changes. Like that's Freddy? what I hate about time travel movies. There's so many different rules, and there's just so many different inconsistencies. And then I don't know, and not just that. I just think it's. The whole f killing the devil, teaming up and killing the devil, I think that sounds stupid. I hate this one. See, I think you're taking it too... If you take it for <laughs> what it is, just let them have fun and do stupid shit. I'm into it. They're not... I don't think they're trying to be serious with it all. Like, make a masterpiece. 
I don't know. I guess not. They're trying to make, like, Jason in space. Which I think sounds dumb, too. Yeah, but I think you'd like it more than the first one. There's a meta moment in the script where one of the characters, Jacob, when asked who would win a fight, Spawn or The Mask, he says, I don't know, Spawn, I guess, but it'd be dumb if it was wrong. It would be dumb if it was done wrong because they're from different universes and you've got to have a proper story to make it work. So he's talking about Spawn and The Mask, but it's clearly referencing Freddy and Jason. Freddy and Jason, yeah. And I, yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked. So it's like... You're going to have the audacity to say, yeah, you got to make it work in a movie that's not going to work. I don't know, just like erasing the entire timeline too, that in itself I don't like. Just, But his way to defeat them is just erasing them all together. So I guess we're both giving this one a thumbs Thumbs down. down. That's going to be our new segment. (laughs) So, I mean, those were the big scripts, but we do have some alternate endings to the script we got freddy vs jason yes one of them was a, a, a cliffhanger where pinhead from clive baker's hellraiser franchise would be in the last scene of the film after the fight ended it would be mostly the same except they ended up in hell instead of that shot where you see jason walking with freddy's head and in hell they'd be confronted by cenobites do you know pinhead He's the one that has all the pins in his head. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not really, really into hell. I've never seen it. I think I've seen it like once. I've seen the cover, and that's why I know who he is. That that would be cool. All three of them, three iconic horror movies. New Line Cinemas, however, didn't own the rights at the time, so the writer said that New Line liked the idea, but since they didn't have the rights, they weren't going to spend more money on it. And his line was supposedly going to be, "Gentlemen, what seems to be the problem?" <laughs> And then it would have cut to credit. I like that. I guess. I th- I think he is like the gatekeeper for Satan. I'm probably so wrong. But every time I've seen him, he's always very calm, cool, and collected in hell. So he's like talking to people that are coming through, I think. I don't love the whole going to hell aspect to any of these movies at all. I think it was probably hyped up for a bit. You know, like in the 90s, it was like, oh yeah, this in space. Yeah. In hell, they just like like that idea. Because you don't see it a lot now. No, you don't. Unless it's like as a joke. But I mean, I'd be into like in hell something. (sighs) I don't know if I would be into that. Like Thor in hell? You don't think that would be dope? That would be a little different because it kind of fits a little more because they're dealing with like gods and angels and that sort of thing. A monster in hell? I guess. I don't don't know. know. But then, because, like, when they go to hell, then they're, like, fighting each other in hell, too, and it just seems stupid to me. Thor won't do it now, because they just did uh, Ragnarok, where they kind of did the same idea, but you get sent to hell, and you have to fight other people from hell. (laughs) That's cool, like an arena. Another version of the film would have ended with Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Ash is from Evil Dead. Don't know her. It's a guy. Don't know him. (laughs) The writer had an idea to film two different endings one where freddy wins one where jason wins and it would depend on whatever screening you went to which ending you saw oh really so oh but they didn't actually do that right no but that was an idea yeah. i like that idea too yeah it's a pretty good idea it's smart more money yeah people would be like wait what i don't have to go see it again that's freddy versus jason so you think we're happy with the one we got yeah i'm pretty satisfied 
before we wrap it up, let's go into a few other unmade Friday the 13th movies. The third of the franchise, which got scrapped, was going to be Friday 13th Part 3, but it was going to star Jenny, who was the surviving girl from Part 2. One of the drafts had um, her suffering PTSD, whatever, from the events of Part 2, and she eventually finds out that Jason survived his wounds and he tracks her down in the hospital, murders all the staff in the hospital and all the other patients. And at the time, this was going to be the script, but Ginny, the actress, Amy Steele, turned down the, the role because um, she didn't want to be involved. She had other commitments. So it resulted in significant script changes. And it ended up just changing into what we got, a, final, a new final girl, whatever it was. But my question, it's a small, unmade movie, but do you think we would have ever got the hockey mask if it was in a mental institute? Jason in a hospital. What do you wait? What? Because he gets the hockey mask in the third one, which was rewritten. Right. After she said no. Oh, this is the third one that you're talking about specifically. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Maybe not. That maybe that because I mean that's pretty much what identifies Jason is that mask. It would even be as like I- iconic. No one would know. I mean, it's just any any guy with a knife without the mask. So yeah, I mean, it's, maybe it's a good thing it happened. Maybe it's a good thing she turned it down. Not that any of them did that well. Yeah, fuck you, Amy Steele. Another idea that was shot around kind of jokingly, but who knows, was Cheech and Chong vs. Jason. In an interview with Postmortem Podcast, Tom McLaughlin, who was the director of Part 5, said that he shared a pitch with the studios following up to his 1986 contribution. Film didn't get off the grounds, but if it did, he said he wanted to make another film where he used Jason but in a different way, in a fun way. So we started talking about using him in a fun way with including Freddy Krueger. But like I said at the time, they didn't own the rights to Freddy Krueger, so he started saying, okay, what do you own the rights to? And he started looking at all their films they own the rights to, and one of them was Cheech and Chong. So he said, what if we do a Cheech and Chong movie? Just scrambling, whatever. <laughs> what can I do? What can I possibly combine? That happens, I, I feel like, a lot. Um <laughs> When they're so set on doing a mashup, yeah, you know, they're just like, okay, throw this in, throw this in, throw this in. <laughs> and I said, like, what if we do a Cheech and Chong movie? They're like camp counselors or something. It's like, hey, man, I saw Jason out there. No, man, that's a myth. But he said, you know what? No. So it's unclear if McLaughlin thought that this concept would have been a full-length movie. Like, kind of a... Abbott and Costello kind of thing um, where they're it's, it's them versus Jason or it would have been a cameo where it's just like one scene of these characters from a different universe just mm-hmm. being there right but either way I, I'd be into it <laughs> yeah I mean I'd that would be pretty funny probably yeah it's like if you're gonna do a comedy version like yeah get Cheech and Chong in there get them just like being stoned out of their mind like <laughs> not really knowing what's going on around them until the very end where it's them confronted with Jason face-to-face. You get some pretty funny deaths in there, too. Yeah, I'm sure. Dope. So, yeah, that was one version. And then the last one we'll talk about is just very briefly. So, the reboot. They had things in mind. They wanted to do sequels to the reboot. Obviously, they wanted to start a whole new addition to this franchise. But it didn't do so well. Their original plan for the sequel was going to be Jason in the Snow. I don't really 
You're going to have to expand on that. Every movie we've had of Friday the 13th, it's been summertime. Right. So now it's just winter. I think that's cool, bro. Jason in the snow. Uh, sure. I mean. You don't think that adds anything? I I don't know. I mean, it's. It, I don't know. Less tits? <laughs> you know? like uh, So if anything, that's taking away. It's not adding. Blood soaked, blood soaked sweaters? You know, it's cool stuff. Merry, Merry Christmas. It could have been a Christmas movie. But then they eventually turned Jason in the snow into a found footage version of Friday the 13th. What does that mean? Found footage. Like, um, you know, like Paranormal Activity, oh, Cloverfields, whatever, like those kind of movies. Which that could be, that, I think this franchise could work with that too. Yeah, it probably could. Probably be one of the better ones, honestly. It's cheap to do. Um some people see it as cheap, but it, it's a cheap horror franchise. If you're worried about losing money, yeah, make a 500 fucking or a million dollar found footage version. It will make its money back, guaranteed. Yeah, I'd go see that. So those are all the versions uh, that we never got. We did get a lot of fucking versions. Not just, I mean, of, of Friday the 13th. I mean, there's so many of those. And there should be more. It's been. I think it's weird that there hasn't been a new one in so long. Probably just because the remake did so bad. The remake wasn't actually terrible. It suffered the same problems the other ones did, where you don't give a shit about the characters. Right. But you love Jason, so that's why I'm saying just make it fun, have fun with Jason, and don't make us try to care about these characters. Literally, don't make us care about the characters at all. You can make them fleshed out, real people. Mm-hmm. But don't try to, like, make us care about these jacked-up, sexy people. I don't. Especially because you, you go into the movie knowing everyone's going to die. Exactly. And if someone does survive, they're going to die right away in the sequel. Yeah. So, whatever. Do you want to do the Rotten Tomatoes? Sure, we can do that. Do you want to explain? What's there to explain? Well, every week we like to do a little game where Adam gets the stats and I do the guessing of what is the highest rated Rotten Tomatoes film in the Friday the 13th saga, and what is the highest grossing, lowest grossing. So let's see what I got. Um, what do you want to do first? We'll do Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I imagine you know what the highest one is, but... I if I, I would guess the first one. Yeah, that one got a 62%. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the lowest is, though? This is a crapshoot. It could be any could be any of them. Um, let me even look through the names of them all. I don't think... I bet, like, Jason 10 has lovers. I'd say probably, like, Jason Goes to Hell 9, I think. Jason Goes to Hell is number 7 of... Out of the list of, like, in order from worst to best. Or, sorry, best to worst. Um, Takes Manhattan? Number 12, yeah. Takes Manhattan was 8%. Wow. I thought people had fun with that one, too. I don't know. I just feel like at this point, everyone was just like, yeah, this movie is trash. I'm not going to see this shit. And the people that did were disappointed. Going to budget, I do think I read that that one made the least money. It did. It made the least with 14343000 roughly. And I feel like, I mean, this is what Box Office Mojo said worldwide was. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe I was looking at the wrong thing. They changed the whole website. No, that sounds recently. about right. The highest box office. It's either one of two. Well, shit. 
I don't think it's the reboot. It's either the first one or it's Freddy vs. Jason. But I mean, it's got it's got to be Freddy vs. Jason. It's Freddy vs. Jason. Of course, yeah, it's got to be. With 114 million 908,000 worldwide. worldwide. That's not even that much. Pretty bad. No, it's actually I don't know how much it cost. I, I bet it cost at least actually, 50 million. Yeah, it's probably I don't know. I don't know movies these days. They make so much. Well, I don't know. I guess the Avengers movies in particular. No, no, a whole bunch make Marvel movies in particular. Disney right now. I think Disney this year has five movies. It's the first year any studio has released five movies to cross a billion dollars. Hmm. One wow. studio, and they still have Star Wars coming out, which will definitely cross a billion. If Freddy vs. Jason wasn't the highest grossing one, that would be a disappointment. With both properties in one movie. Mm-hmm. The 2009 version is actually the second most. That was my, going to be my other guess, I was going to say. Just because of how recent it was, but yeah. I thought... Exactly. Yeah. Because the first one was such a success, but it might just be, like, based off the budget. It's just it's just crazy. Like, the highest percent on Rotten Tomatoes is 62%, and then dropped rapidly. Like, we, uh, the bottom was 8% in Rotten Tomatoes, and then we go to 12, 16, 19, 20, 20, 24, 26. There's a bunch in the 20s. It's just everyone seems to dislike them when it comes to actual ratings. Well, it's, when it comes to the actual story, it's... They're all pretty trash. Yeah, there, there's no story. There's no character development. But they, they make money, and people watch them because they love Jason. They love the kills. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the year of film in 1987. Um, this is when... The Cult of Chucky would have came out, and um, also I think Louis Abernathy's was writing his version. Would Chucky be a slasher also? I never actually have seen any of them. Slasher? I'd say Chucky's a slasher, yeah. You want to go through all the slashers? What? You want to go through them all? Every slasher ever made? Yeah. Well, Chucky, it's weird. Chucky could be a slasher if you call Freddy a slasher, because they're both kind of supernatural killers. Mm -hmm. But I mean, so is Jason and Michael Myers, but those two are like... They're the icon slashers in my mind. Yeah. Okay, so the year of film in 1987, the number one grossing film of the year was Beverly Hills Cop 2 with $154 million. That was um, Eddie Murphy, right? Ha, 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 ha. The number two movie was Platoon, $137 million. Number three, Fatal Attraction, $126 million. Number four, The Untouchables, $76 million. And number five, Three Men and a Baby, with $71 million. Number six through ten were The Secret of My Success, Stakeout, Lethal Weapon, The Witches of Eastwick, and Predator. Not bad for the top ten. Not um, huge money. Nightmare 13. I'm trying to think, would it have made it? Nightmare? What, is, what are you talking about? This is the movie that would have came out that year, The Cult of Chucky. Oh. It was also going to be, aka Nightmare 13, they were going to call it. I don't know. I think Predator is a better movie. So if Predator is number 10, nah. Some other notable films were Wall Street, Moonstruck, Good Morning Vietnam, Mannequin, Evil Dead 2, Raising Arizona, Spaceballs, Full Metal Jacket, Robocop, Dirty Dancing, The Princess Bride, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. A couple good ones in there. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. At the Oscars, The Last Emperor wins for Best Picture. Bernardo Bertolisi wins for Best Director, Michael Douglas for Best Actor, and Cher, Best Actress. What is Cher, what is Cher acting? She was in Moonstruck. 
that's what she won for. She she doesn't do a lot of acting. She did Mamma Mia recently. I didn't know that. I think she has like musical kind of stuff stuff now. That's what I figured. Some births of the year: Michael B. Jordan, Ellen Page, Zac Efron, and Hilary Duff. Whatever happened to Hilary Duff? She's still killing it. She's a mom, killing it. Yeah. Yeah. She she's. What else do you need to do? I mean, I don't know. Last I saw, she what was even her name again? What was the show? Lizzie. Um, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie. That's the last role she had, I think, that I'm aware of. And that she was so big. And then all of a sudden... I feel like I've seen her... She was in something else, wasn't she? I don't I remember. Maybe I'm thinking of Ashley Tisdale. I know Hilary Duff's sister was in Napoleon Dynamite. Where's the, where's the sister been? Who knows? That's the only thing I've ever seen her in. Some film debuts of the year. Alec Baldwin in Forever Lulu. Sandra Bullock in Hangman. George Clooney in Return to Horror High. Brad Pitt in No Man's Land. Ben Stiller, Emperor of the Sun, and Robin Wright in The Princess Bride. Some big names getting into acting in this year. Some deaths of the year. Liberace, Andy Warhol, Fred Astaire, and Lee Marvin. The most notable events. The Simpsons premieres on The Tracy Allman Show. Aretha Franklin becomes the first female artist inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the first Final Fantasy game is released for the NES. Jeez. You fuck with Final Fantasy, don't you? I've never really played. I've played like one of them a long time ago. Not really, though. You dress like the characters. <laughs> oh, yeah? Zing! How's, how do they dress? You guys can't see him, but right now his hair is both slicked down and spiked up. <laughs> He's got a leather jacket yeah, on. Yeah, the classic anime haircut. He's got a a long white tee that goes down to his knees. I would be wearing like a scarf with like a vest probably. You just I took was... it off. It's warm <laughs> here. So yeah, that's the app. Anything else? Not much to say, but I, uh, I, I did enjoy it. But keep in mind if you watch it that it is trash. <laughs> I, I told you when you watched it, and I'll tell the audience that hasn't seen it. This is a movie you can watch with your phone. Yeah, I didn't believe you at first. <laughs> I know. You said, no, I'm, I, I watch movies. Yeah, no, I definitely could have just been on my phone or watching football the whole time, pretty much. You could even watch something else on your computer. <laughs> I just then... flipped back when I heard things happening. Yeah, just like have it on your TV, and when you see like a kill about to start, just mute it. That's really all you need. The dialogue means nothing. Yeah, that's that's what I mean when I say it's trash. There's no important dialogue. The acting isn't great. Like it's, but the kills are fun and it's 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 a good time. With a Nightmare on Elm Street, it it's better to pay attention because Freddie talks and you want to hear what he says. But and I mean at that point, I think they maybe were a little more concerned with having at least a little more bearable dialogue. All right. So before I guess send you guys home, um, make sure you like, subscribe, tell your friends about this. Follow us on our social medias, Ryan Presky one Give us any suggestions you want at Reddit slash NeverMadeMovies. Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, any good ideas. If you like this episode, if you hated it, just tell us whatever you want. And as um, Freddy Krueger would say, Welcome to my world, bitch. It's scary, Terry, bitch. He says bitch all the time, though. Did you notice? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I started to count because, yeah, that clip of Rick and Morty kept going through my mind of scary Terry always saying bitch. And he says bitch every line. 
<laughs> he finishes a sentence is just bitch. I didn't notice it that many times, but yeah, I definitely heard him say bitch a lot of times. All right, see you later, bitches. Bitches.